Welcome to Just James's podcast. Scooby Doo Doo, Wobbly Wow, Billy Mariah, Wow, 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 with Thomas, definitely not Timothy. Yeah! Nailed it! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Just James. Yes, I'm so late. It's Wednesday, my dudes. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm closing the windows as we speak. Otherwise, you'll hear the train. So excuse that squeaking noise. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. It's James. I'm so sorry. I missed you guys. It's been a it's been a busy week. I'm just trying to keep head above water at the moment. It's Wednesday already. I had such an insane day yesterday. I've had such an insane day today. There's stuff I need to get done. I haven't even finished it yet. I've got to get all my accounts into my accountant because it's annual year end for me. Um, I'm pretty much up to date, but I've just got so much else going on. I'm just struggling to to do everything. That's the problem is that I'm just one little person. My phone lines have been insane today. Every time I've tried to record, my phone's going to be going, oh, so I'm late. I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. So how's everybody doing? I Thomas is with me, by the way, my beautiful plant, my co-host. He is looking spectacular at the moment. He's honestly growing so big. I actually want to get him a bigger pot and let him grow it like even bigger because at the moment he's probably like over a meter tall, like from the top of the pot, you know, where the soil is to, to the ceiling. He's massive. He's huge. He's gorgeous. Um, but I want him to be even bigger. I want him to be spectacular. You know what I mean? He deserves it. He needs to be big and gorgeous. So he is good. He's here. Everything's good. I'm going to start putting more soil in my plants at the moment, getting them summer ready. You know, they've had, I put soil in the beginning of winter to let them rest and rejuvenate and recover. And now it's time to give them that massive oomph while spring starts and all my plants get gorgeous. So if I got some great questions, actually, I got two great questions from my beautiful Mish, my conundrum queen. Um, I thought she got the conundrum wrong this week and I texted her being like, that's not the answer. And she's like, but James, I didn't give the answer. So I'm so sorry. I misread your text. But when she had sent me these two suggested questions last week, I'd actually already recorded the podcast for last week. So I said, I'll get them in this week. And they were plant related questions and they were actually really good questions. And the first one is, um, what is the benefits of an automated watering system? And I love that. You you know, if you had a garden, you could have a polytunnel gardening system. Uh, you know, the, you could, you know, I think the, the pitfall of many gardeners now is that, um, you know, it's, it's watering your plants. And I know that you meant probably house plants but I'm going to start talking about garden plants because I suppose there's two different sides to this here so sprinklers and drip irrigation systems can be set up to provide the right amount of water for your plants in your in your polytunnels you can have a system that is less wasteful when it comes to water so you can do things like releasing the right amount of water you know when you hand water often you can easily overwater. same with house plants as well to be honest and water can be directed to exactly where it's needed. So with hand watering, you can easily waste water by splashing it around um, where the root, you know, the plant roots can't always retrieve it that easily, whereas an automated system shuts off and makes sure that you're using the right amount of water. So saving water in gardening is a wise way to go forward, especially with the price of water at the moment. If you're in London, you'll all understand even our water's gone up quite dramatically. So if your water is metered, it can save you money too. 
So setting up sort of like an automated system can be really helpful and it can help you save time. So not all of us have time to go and water our gardens and water our house plants and get things that can help. Um, you know, it can save gardener effort as well. It can, a system like this can save effort. It can save money. Watering by hand can not only be time consuming, but it's tiring. You know, if you live in a really hot area, like a desert area, like my beautiful friend Mish, the last thing you want to do in summer is when it's like, you know, 45 degrees Celsius outside, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, um, is go and stand in the garden to try and water your garden. It's absolutely steaming hot. So sometimes... It will take your energy and effort to water, weed, hoe, mulch, and harvest all of those things. So an automated irrigation system can also be really helpful in the efforts to to make your gardening fun again. So you're not focusing on all the boring things that you need to do. I know gardening, uh, gardening, gardening can be absolutely wonderful exercise. It's good for the body, good for the mind, and trying to take a little strain away that can help. You know the valuable and healthy pursuit of of trying to to work in the garden. But it can make a lot of things easier. Watering can also be directed to where it's really needed. So I know I've mentioned it before, but it you can save water by directing to where it really needs to go. So a sprinkler system is good for certain applications. Sometimes a drip irrigation system will deliver water right at the soil level or below it. And it can be taken up by the plant root, which is sometimes the best idea. But water is taken through roots beneath the soil so watering that's done above that can sometimes mean that the plants don't get the water that they need it can be evaporated by the sun so by directing water to the base of the plants you can ensure that there's less water is wasted and more is taken by your plants as well so anything another thing that you have to like bear in mind is that water er erratically from above can also risk the likelihood of certain plant disease so if there's, for example, like the foliage of a tomato plant, if they get wet, it's more likely to succumb to um, blight. And then certain mildews can also happen at the water foliage rather than on the roots. So it's really important. And water can be delivered at the optimum level for plant growth. So in addition that plants get water that they need it, the right automation irrigation system can also make it easier to ensure that the plants get the quantity of water that they require. It's delivered to insist water supply to the plants. Um, you know, sometimes not too much, not too little. So a system like this can really yield for your polytunnel and create the conditions necessary for the optimum growth of your plants. Now, an automated watering system can also reduce weeds. So by making sure the water is directed exactly where it needs to go, a carefully designed automated irrigation system can also reduce the number of weeds that you have to contend with. Weeds often spring up and they take advantage of the of the water, the you know the erratic water or the, the soil moisture and things like that so by watering only at the base of the plant you can ensure that the growth that they grow strongly it prevents the formulation of weak or you know weakened plants and easily output with weeds so the more less or so I suppose the less water that you waste the less chance of weeds actually growing as well so it's more than plants are getting exactly the right amount of water in exactly the right way they can grow strong and if you space plants correctly or grow to cover the available soil surface, then a good plant coverage is really, really helpful. So it can put, and it can also help protect the ecosystem. It's not only people and plants that can benefit from the installation of the right watering system, but when it's implemented correctly and appropriately, 
A polytunnel watering system can do so much more for you. So there could be, it can make your life easier for the gardener. It can make your crops thrive. Such a system can also protect the whole ecosystem of the soil. So the topsoil that that you're growing areas is a precious resource. And sometimes it's really vital, vital, vitally important to take care of that soil as well. So the soil is a web that that helps all the living organisms, the nutrients and minerals. And without the soil, we can't sustain the light, life of the plant and even the life of the planet, to be honest. So, sorry, I got a text there and I just um, thought it was something that it wasn't. So I actually paused what I was recording on the podcast because you know me, I only do one take and it's not necessary. It says the driver needs to help, needs help delivering your Amazon order for reply stop to stop receiving texts from Amazon deliveries. So I suspect that it's scam because I live in a regulated building and there's no way that the driver can't get in. And also the driver's too freaking lazy to bring my parcels upstairs. So I know that he knows the code because he can get into the building. And if he had dialed my, my flat, I would know that he was there. So I do think it's a scam text. So my apologies. I did pause what I was doing. But yeah, I hope that that helps and gives you some advice. And another thing that Misha asked me about is compost with coffee grinds. So using coffee grinds for gardening, whether you make a cup of coffee daily or you have noticed that your local coffee shop has started to pull um, some coffee shops, I know in the UK, you can actually find coffee shops that just sell or give away the bags of their used coffee. And it's a really good compost for your plants. And coffee grounds are fertilizers. They are really good for your garden and they cannot help or hurt really. So compost coffee grounds are a great way to use, um, are a little, a little, I can't read my hand and handwriting here. Uh, so Otherwise, let's start this again. So composing coffee grounds helps to add nitrogen into your compost pile. So composting coffee grounds is easy. It's like throwing ground coffee grounds into your compost pile. You can throw it straight into your soil. It will add um, minerals into your plants as well. So it's a really good fertilizer. And often people cho- choose to sort of place coffee grounds straight into the soil, use it as a fertilizer. Some people ke- keep in mind that sort of coffee grounds add nitrogen into plants and they immediately add nitrogen into your soil. So using it as a for- fertilizer as an organic material in the soil, it improves your drainage. It helps with water retention. It's good at irrigation of the soil. And using coffee grounds can also help microorganisms benefit the soil as well. So it attracts things like earthworms that move the soil around, get air into the soil. And most people find the coffee grounds lower the pH or if you want to say raise the acid level in soil, which is good for acid-loving plants. Uh, It's not only true for unwashed coffee grounds, but fresh coffee grounds are acidic. You can use coffee grounds in neutral and it can raise the natural pH of 6.5 and not affect the acid level of the soil, which is a really, really good thing. So coffee grounds will help to fertilize sort of, I would dilute it a little bit sometimes, you know, rather than putting like, I think if you use coffee grounds, use it as you would like a mulch from the plants 
and it also it's good to keep slugs and snails away from your plants and the theory is that the caffeine in the coffee has a negative effect on the pace so they avoid the soil because the coffee grounds are there some people also claim that it's a cat repellent it'll keep cats away from using your you know your flowers as a as a litter box and it's a really good worm food so it's a vermi composition for the worm bin worms are very fond of coffee grounds so it helps with things like that i would say the main uh, plants to maybe use it for is acidic plants like tomatoes you could use it for root plants like radishes and carrots and other sort of like rooty plants you can use it for um uh what else can you i'm trying to think of the other plants i can use it for I think those are probably the main ones, but I would try sprinkling the dry or the ground or the fresh grounds around your plants on top of the soil. It will help to deter the pest and keep them at bay, but also then it will start to sort of like the slugs will then put, push it in and do it then. Uh, sorry, slugs won't come in, but um, the worms will help to sort of like mix it around as well because of the coffee content, things like cats and rabbits and slugs and stuff, they don't really like it. So, um, what else, what else can I say about coffee grounds? I think that's all I have on the coffee grounds, to be honest. Uh, that's probably the most interesting facts that I have about that for you. Guys, <laughs> I know it's Easter's coming up next weekend. I'm probably going to go visit some family. I'm still, I haven't bought my tickets yet, but I'm certainly am considering it. And I thought about some things to do. And I, I'm so sorry because I have so many listeners from around the world and it's sometimes very difficult for me to be like, this is what you should do because you're all in so many amazing, wonderful places. So the only advice I can give you is things to do in London. And I don't know if this is relevant to most people, if it's relevant to anybody, but I looked at some of the great things to do over the Easter weekend and there are some great things coming up. And the Time Out magazine, uh, Time Out magazine the Time Out uh, website had an article about the best Easter events and activities in London. So I thought I'd give that a go, give you guys some advice. But maybe if you wanted to look at your local areas, you know, you can you could have a good Friday party. You could go to a club, a rave, a party, a pub, uh, do something with your friends. You could also, there's a, and I don't know how appropriate this is. I don't know if this would offend anybody, but there is a pub crawl in London that you could, it's a crucifixion themed pub crawl and it just seems a little bit extreme, but I suppose each to their own, everybody to their own. Don't covet me about that one. I'm not going to it. I'm just saying it is something that's available. You can go to Artisan Ceramics at, at an Easter market that's happening. There is a wonderful immersive David Attenbury documentary that's happening it, uh, at, at the moment. It's called Seven, Seven Worlds, One Planet. And it's this 360 degree screens that you can get a sense of stepping into the program's awesome vistas, it says. And you can sort of go and have a look at that. You can make some gorgeous um, Easter wreath, e you know, eco-friendly Easter wreaths is something that you could do as a family. You could rent a boat and go for a float around the London canals. It's definitely getting a little bit warmer at the moment. Nice to get outside. Um, I even groomed a dog outside today. It's definitely cooler. And I didn't have a coat on. So it's definitely, definitely milder at the moment. You can, there's games that you can play. You can go and have a nice little pub lunch, a nice little Sunday roast. At Trafalgar Square, there's a reenactment of the crucifixion that's happening. Uh, there's 
museum spring fairs you can go and have a look at Kew Gardens where all the plants and beautiful flowers are coming out and there's loads of activities for kids so just some ideas and things to do for Easter guys um you know for, if I had my way I would be on the couch and I literally wouldn't leave my house that's exactly what I would do for Easter but I alas must go and spend some time with my beautiful family so I'll probably be doing that but we'll see and I have been giving some dog advice. You guys like these, by the way. I got I got a few uh, DMs saying, love the pet advice, love the things to do with pets. So we're going to keep doing those. And why, I can't remember if I ended off with make your own dog bed with a sweatshirt, but I think I did. So the next one is use a roll of packing tape to pick up loose dog fur. If you pick up dog fur, you know, if you've got a dog that has loads and loads of dog fur, you, you can use a lint roller. And one of my favorite hacks is that you can unroll it and stick it onto your clothes. It takes rid of dog hair immensely well. So packing tape can be used to pick up all that loose dog hair. I do it all the time. You can create a barrier to keep your dogs out of the litter box. And what you do is basically a lot of dogs are attracted to the cat litter box. So you can elevate the box, create a barrier for the box and your dogs can't get into it. You can make a simple puzzle toy with a muffin tin. So look for simple ways to keep your dog's mind busy. You can create a puzzle toy with muffin tins with a few tennis balls. You can hide the treats underneath the tennis balls. They have to move the tennis balls out the way. But there is, um, if you Google 26 simple ways to relieve dog boredom, there's some great ideas on that. And they will definitely, definitely be able to, to give you some advice. You can teach your dogs to chase bubbles for a little bit of easy fun. You can stuff a Kong with some treats to keep them busy. Kongs are great. You can get them in the small, the big, and the nice little challenge. You can also get lick mats and freeze them for some great ideas for your dogs. You can make a tug-of-war toy from old clothes, especially then it smells like you it, You can braid an old T-shirt into like a tug toy rather than, than chucking them out. Um then you can teach your dog to find the treats for a fun game. So you can teach your dogs to find treats by hiding them around the house and you can do some nose work with them, which is always good to mentally stimulate your dogs. There's, um, if you Google 33 simple ways to keep your dog um, busy indoors, there's some great ideas on that. And you can make your own DIY flirt poles. So dogs can chase they have a strong prey drive, especially those sort of dogs. And remember, it's easy with this exercise to be impactful. And it's also really something that they can um, they can play with as well. You can make a restuffable dog toy. So if your dog goes absolutely crazy for dog toys, you can get rip stuffed toys that you can sort of like they rip apart and then you can restuff the dog toys as well. So that's another idea for them. And buy a kiddie's pool and that will keep your dog busy. So what you can do, you can buy a kiddie's pool. If you've got little balls, you can fill it with balls for them to play in. If you, if it's hot and you have like a husky, you can fill it with ice. You can fill it with sand and hide treats in it. There's so many different ways that you can use the little kiddie's dog pool. And there's so many ideas that you would be able to maybe give them some, you know, some some hacky, hacky things to do and uh, things like that. I would Google dog dog toy uh dog ideas for um for kitty's pool and see what comes up from there so that should keep them nice and busy so that's some good ideas for you guys um last week's conundrum nobody got and i was quite 
surprised because I really liked the conundrum. I thought it was quite clever. Uh, but nobody actually actually gave me the answer at the end of the day. So, the last week's conundrum is, where does today come before yesterday? Where does today come before yesterday? And the answer was in the dictionary, which makes so much sense. I love that. And this week's one is, if two's company and three's a crowd, what are four and five? If two's a company and three's a crowd, what are four and five? So send your answers to Just James Podcast at, on Instagram and I will absolutely give you guys a shout out for next week. I know this podcast is a little bit short this week, guys. It's been one of those crazy weeks and I do apologize. I know some of you like them to be a little bit longer. Some of you like them to be a bit shorter. I can't seem to always win. Uh, but like I said, it's just one of those crazy weeks where just everything is so busy and everything... I'm just trying to fit everything in this week. It's just madness. But next week, it will quiet down for me. I'll have a little bit more time. I'll make sure that you guys have a much longer podcast next week. Um, because this week, of course, I'm just I'm going to cut it off early for you and let you go and enjoy your wonderful day. Go and have a great time. But if you're looking for a funny TikTok to follow, there's one called Chad Hubber, C-H-A-D-B, uh, no, C-H-A-D-H-U-B-E-R. And he catfishes the catfish and it's really funny. He knows that all these catfish are from Nigeria and all these other places, but he strings them along and I find them quite, quite humorous. So I'm really enjoying his TikToks at the moment. But I'll leave you with a nice little thought. And I think that we all need to believe in ourselves. Have faith in your ability. Without a humble but reasonable confidence in your own power, you cannot be successful or happy. And I want us to be happy this week. I want us to be excited. I want us to find something that's motivating. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through this week. We don't have much longer left. And then next week's a short week. So why not give it our all this week? Give, give a really hard push. And next week will be a really fun week for us all. So guys, I hope you have a wonderful week. Again, I'm so sorry that this podcast is slightly shorter. I do need to go and help this delivery man for Amazon. I can see he's trying to get into my building. So I'm going to go and I hope you have a wonderful evening. Goodbye. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. They're the two best friends that anyone can have. Just James and Thomas the Plant.